0: How do you really know if someone is successful? What criteria does society use to judge whether or not someone can be considered successful? On today's episode, I'm sharing four different ways society measures success. We'll take a look at various forms of success and discuss ways you can begin to define it for yourself so you can build a life based on your own personal definition. You are listening to Unconventional Finance, a podcast focused on personal finance and lifestyle design. I'm your host, Kimberly Crockett, and every week I share information, insight, and inspiration to help you design your ideal lifestyle. Welcome to Unconventional Finance. This is episode number five, and today we're talking about the four ways that society measures success. Let's get started. How do you measure success? Throughout the years, I've asked many people what they want out of life, and I often hear that they wanna be successful. I think it's safe to say that we all wanna be successful, but what does that really mean? Is there a universal definition that everyone understands as success or does it mean different things to different people? Personally, I think it's both. The word success does come with certain financial, social, educational, and lifestyle expectations, but at varying levels depending on a wide variety of factors. All you have to do is scroll for a few minutes on Instagram and you'll understand exactly what I mean. Every possible category of self defined success is represented along with instructions on how you too can achieve the level of success being portrayed. The reason we follow certain people is because their portrayal of success is one that we resonate with, be that financial, beauty and fitness, popularity, business, or lifestyle. Some ideas of success mean more to us than others. For example, I may follow people who are business owners because that's a goal of mine, or I may follow other people in the personal finance industry because that's what I'm interested in. I may even follow people who live abroad because I enjoy that type of lifestyle. Whatever the reason, I've decided to follow people who I think are successful in whatever category I deem is important to me while everyone has their own definition of what qualifies as successful, here are four common ways our society measures success. Let's start with the easiest way to define success, financially. $100,000 in annual income used to represent success, but that's no longer the case. In fact, in many major cities in the United States, $100,000 a year is considered average at best as the cost of living has skyrocketed. And with the number of billionaires steadily increasing worldwide, $100,000 may look a little paltry, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. According to the World Bank, global extreme poverty was expected to rise in 2020 for the first time in over 20 years due to COVID-19. Extreme poverty, defined as living on less than $1.90 a day, is likely to affect between 9.1% and 9.4% of the world's population in 2020, according to the biennial Poverty and Shared Prosperity Report. In this context, $100,000 would indeed do a lot for many of the world's poorest people. But for the sake of this episode... I'm going to assume that you are neither a billionaire nor living on less than $2 a day. I'm going to assume you fall somewhere squarely in the middle, which represents quite a large spread in terms of annual income. So when you think of financial success, what comes to mind? For some people, it's a particular number, but for others, it's more a matter of what a certain level of income or wealth can buy you. Financial success can represent a certain amount of annual income, a certain amount of investment or passive income, or a certain amount of owned assets. All of these things represent financial success in a completely different way. Which way appeals the most to you? Once you're able to answer that question, you'll be able to create a plan and work towards your idea of financial success. If you've ever visited a financial advisor, you will know that most, but not all, are solely focused on helping you achieve this type of success. The idea is that you need to maximize your income and invest your money so that you can achieve a high level of passive income for the future. While I don't disagree with this approach, I just think I just think it should be used in conjunction with other measures of success that we'll discuss in a bit. Saving and investing astronomical amounts of money just for the sake of accumulating a lot of money is pointless without goals. In my opinion, you will never save enough. And since enough is not clearly defined, it's difficult to get off the hamster wheel and begin living your ideal lifestyle. You see this with a lot of older people who have spent their lives accumulating millions and millions of dollars only to wake up and realize one day that they've missed their window of opportunity to live their dreams because they were so focused on saving as much as possible. They never even got the chance to enjoy the money and it simply passed on to their heirs. Now there's nothing wrong with leaving money to heirs, but no one wants to save their entire life only to go to a nursing home and pass away. You get what I'm saying, right? Okay, let's stick with our magical $100,000 a year figure to understand this better. But you can use any number. If you want to achieve financial success, the pathway to a career that earns you $100,000 a year Is likely very different from the pathway of building a business that generates $100,000 a year in net profit. And that is different from owning an asset such as rental property that will generate $100,000 a year in income and that will also likely increase in value. While the specific number is not all that important, how you measure financial success is very important. And once you know, what you wanna work towards, you can put a plan in place to achieve that goal. As you can see in the example, how you want to achieve 100K a year is very important because the methods you use will be completely different. You wanna work towards the one that is the best fit for you. Next up, what does it mean to be successful in a social context? When I think of social success, I think of success in regards to relationships and contacts. Socially successful people tend to be those who know all the right people in all the right places. They're the people who get invited to all the hottest events and parties, and they can also call up a number of people to support them on just about anything. However, this is just one definition. Social success could mean something completely different to you. One of the most socially successful people I know is my very own brother, who I would definitely say had a ton of social success when we were young. And he still does, really. We grew up in a relatively small town, and it seemed like everyone in town knew him, from young kids to old people. And for the longest time, I wasn't even known by my own name. I was simply identified as my brother's sister. I'm telling you, my brother could make a phone call and get people to pick him up, bring him things, or help him out with almost anything. When we were young, my brother had a paper route. Actually, most kids did back then. It was a way for us to learn responsibility, and I guess I'm dating myself, but whatever. We didn't always like it, though, because it required getting up super early in the morning, Folding or rolling the papers and then delivering them on our bike, regardless of the weather. But there was this one time it was raining so hard outside, and my parents got up to check on my brother. My father was going to offer to take him around in the car because the weather was so bad. But when they went to my brother's room, he was sleeping soundly, and they noticed two of his friends on our front porch rolling the papers and preparing to deliver them. It turns out my brother hadn't been delivering papers after all. He had hired his friends to do it for him for a cut of the profits. This way he could get money without doing any of the work. My brother, of course, had the better end of the deal, but his friends were willing and even happy to help him. My parents were furious with my brother for starting his little business because the whole point of getting the paper out was for him to learn responsibility and business skills. But it seemed to me that my brother had already learned business skills since he was profiting from doing absolutely nothing. But you know, I secretly admired my brother because he had social connections that seemed to stretch far and wide. It just baffled me how he always seemed to be the most popular person in the room and how he was connected to so many people. But social success isn't just about popularity. It can also mean building and maintaining a positive reputation with the people in your community. Are you known for helping others out or contributing to certain causes? Then you might be socially successful. Social success can exist in small towns and villages, large cities, and even worldwide. You don't have to be a celebrity or even be financially successful. It's all about the way you build and maintain relationships with other people. To be honest, I don't think I'll be successful in this area. I'm an introvert, and I generally keep a very small circle of people around me. I'm just not the person who connects people with others and stays on top of the social scene. But that's just me. What level of social success do you want? Is it even important to you? What do you want to be known for, and how will you achieve that level of success? These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. Educational success is usually closely related to financial success, but not always. Most people assume that high levels of education equal greater financial success, especially if that education is highly regarded. It's one of the reasons so many people want to go to Ivy League schools to give themselves the best chance of financial and probably social success. While this is a tried-and-true plan in a lot of cases, it can also backfire. Prestigious schools often carry a high price tag, and there's no guarantee of financial success. According to Statista.com, the cost of undergraduate tuition, room, and board at Ivy League schools for the academic year of 2021 to 2022 range from $70,084 at Harvard to $84,450 at Columbia University. I'm definitely not against going to an Ivy. They're great schools and they could be right for a lot of people. But believe me, there are many Ivy League graduates out there in very serious student loan debt who are unemployed and who have very few contacts and resources to turn to. Don't get caught up in the belief that Ivy League schools are the only answer to success. There are many, many ways to achieve all levels of success without going to an Ivy League school. Please, please, please hear me on that. There are successful CEOs, entrepreneurs, and billionaires who never set foot inside a college or university. Their success is not directly attributed to their educational success, as some might assume if they were an Ivy graduate. Whether it's your education or that of your child, you need to decide if this type of success is important to you. As an educator myself, I deeply believe in education, but not necessarily Ivy League schools and universities. I believe there are a number of ways to gain knowledge and that people should obtain as much knowledge as they can using the resources that are available to them. It's just not realistic to think that everyone is privileged enough to afford an education from a top institution in the traditional sense. But these days, almost everyone has access to some type of educational resource to learn from. I have a lot to say about this topic in future episodes, but the most important thing you need to do right now is figure out how you feel about education and whether you want to achieve success in a traditional way or if an alternative method will work best for you. Finally, we arrive at lifestyle success. Lifestyle success represents all the things people can see and judge you on. These things can be your home, your car, your clothes, your jewelry, and vacations. Basically, it's the perception of the everyday life you lead. In many ways, lifestyle success is what your educational, social, and financial success allows you to do. Perhaps you don't have to work full time or even at all. Or you can afford to go on exotic vacations two to three times a year. Maybe you live in the best neighborhood and drive the hottest car, or you can go shopping and stock your closet with all the latest fashions. Social media is the marketplace for showcasing lifestyle success. Even something as simple as having the ability to buy $20 avocado toast a few times a week can illustrate a certain level of lifestyle success. But again, this is just one manifestation of lifestyle success. There are also many people who can do all these things and simply choose not to because they don't care about them. You've heard it many times before. The story of the old janitor who worked all his life and never seemed to have much and he suddenly dies and leaves behind millions of dollars. He's someone who has simply decided that a show of lifestyle success was just not important to him. It wasn't until I moved abroad that I realized how different people's perceptions of lifestyle success can be. Some of my friends from Asian countries believed that the whole idea of being self-employed and working from home was not perceived as being prestigious. Now this was pre-COVID, so you know, just so you know. <laughs> they believed that working hard for a big company with lots of benefits was infinitely better than the American image of some tech entrepreneur in a hoodie working on a startup. Some of them even believe that people only work for themselves because they can't qualify for a good job at a major company. Ouch. Contrasting that are some of my American friends who believe that European workers are slackers because they have much shorter work weeks, they shun overtime and actually enjoy using their multiple weeks of vacation time. This just goes to show you that there are varied perceptions and opinions about what makes a great lifestyle. Your definition may greatly depend on your age, culture, marital status, nationality, or economic status. In addition, a great lifestyle is not always about things. What I believe is that lifestyle represents how you want to live. If you choose to live in a one-bedroom apartment because you don't need a lot of extra space, even though you can afford a five-bedroom house, this is simply a lifestyle choice. It's not necessarily indicative of what you can or can't afford. This also happens a lot with cars. Some people choose to drive 10-year-old cars simply because they want to. It doesn't necessarily mean that they can't afford a newer car. In fact, in my adult life, I've only owned two cars myself, and both of them I kept for 10 years. I could have easily bought new cars. I just didn't feel that I needed to. Shoot, I even went carless for 10 years. Those decisions were simply lifestyle choices I made. These days we're all bombarded with messages to buy more stuff and some people feel this is a way to show how successful you are but don't get it twisted. Material success differs greatly from the financial success that we discussed earlier because financial success means you actually have the money and or the assets. Material success just means you have a collection of things or toys to show off to other people. This could be a fancy car you finance, exotic trips you might not be able to afford, clothing and jewelry that hold little to no resale value, or anything else that only gives the appearance of success. This is not just a problem for regular people either. Many athletes and celebrities also fall into this category. If you're spending your money on things you can't truly afford you may fool people into thinking you're successful but let me tell you your net worth and bank accounts will tell the real story. Just remember where you live what you do for a living and what you spend your money on are all lifestyle choices. You need to decide what you really want out of life and your lifestyle will come together. Unconventional finance is based on this idea of lifestyle design. It's simply a series of decisions and choices you need to make about how you want to live your life. If you want to learn more about lifestyle design, you're in the right place. This podcast will teach you everything you need to know to build your ideal lifestyle. Well, it's almost time to wrap up the show with some unconventional wisdom, but first I want to tell you about acorns. When I was a financial advisor, I asked some of my clients what their biggest hurdle was when it came to investing in the stock market. Besides lacking financial education, most people said they didn't have enough money or they had trouble setting aside money to invest regularly. Well, if that's also your challenge, I have a solution. It's called Acorns. Acorns is a financial services company that specializes in micro-investing and robo-investing. What that means is that they make it easy and convenient for anyone to get started with investing. Here's how it works. After creating an account online, you select one of the several pre-built portfolios to invest in and you connect a debit or credit card to your account. Every purchase you make using that credit or debit card is rounded up to the next whole dollar and the remainder is invested in the selected portfolio. So if your purchase was $5.40, it will be rounded up to $6 and the 60 cent difference will be invested in your portfolio. Now, how easy is that? You no longer need a large amount of money to get started with investing. And you can also invest regularly using your spare change through this process called roundups. There is a small monthly fee based on whether you choose a personal or family plan, but it's a great way for beginners to start investing on autopilot. If you want to start building wealth for your future, I highly recommend Acorns. You can get started today by using my referral link in the show notes. When you open an account and make an investment of at least $5, you'll receive a $5 bonus investment and I'll receive a small commission at no additional cost to you. So what are you waiting for? Head over to unconventional.com forward slash 005 and click the link in the show notes to get started. This is an ad intended for educational purposes only, and it does not constitute financial or investing advice. Before investing, please conduct due diligence, which may require consultation with a financial professional who can provide specific advice for your situation. All right when it comes to the four ways society measures success, the unconventional wisdom is this. In our society, there are several assumptions about what makes a person successful, and they're generally focused on financial, social, educational, and lifestyle factors. But there are also many examples of people who are successful despite these preconceived ideas. What's most important is that you think about how you want to live your life and what's most important to you. Don't get caught up in other people's definitions. And always remember that success comes in all forms and you can be successful no matter what your current circumstances are. Follow your own path and become a success according to your own definition. Those are my words of wisdom. Take what works for you and leave the rest behind. To check out the show notes and links to resources mentioned in this episode, head over to unconventional.com forward slash 005. And if you'd like bonus content such as personal updates, tips, resources, and podcasts sent directly to your inbox, please be sure to join the life support email list. That's all I have for today. But always remember, If you don't plan your life, someone else will. I'll see you next time on the Unconventional Finance Podcast. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. And remember to rate, comment, and follow on Apple Podcasts. Have an excellent week and please join me for the next episode.